A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. An Erio's original. Each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is The Aftermath. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. For today's Aftermath episode, we have a very special treat for you, courtesy of Web Crawlers Podcast. Internet sleuths Melissa Stetton and Allie Siegel give you a history lesson on vampires. And tune in next week for our alarmist live recording. We'll be figuring out who's to blame for serial killer Ed Gein. Welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve the case. I am Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stetton. Is there anyone else here? It's Maria, but I don't usually say my name at the beginning. Hi. I, I know, Mar- but I feel like we should. Oh, people, okay. people want People want it. They yeah, people want uh, more Maria all the time. Yeah. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, shout outs, merchandise discounts. Uh, please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. And Erios has a hotline. We get so many amazing messages. We do. Crazy ones. And we will play them all on the Friday mini episodes. To call us, you can call 
six, 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 oh, four, six, six, two, six, two. Gorgeous. That's not exactly how it goes, but whatever. (laughs) That's exactly how it goes. It'll do. Melissa, do we have any new patrons? We do. We have Luca L., Christopher E., Abigail R., Allison S. Okay, that's really, that's not me. That's weird. It's, there's two L's. Oh, okay. So, Winter D., Debbie W., Hmm. Kizzy M., and Marlene S. Those are some great names. Kizzy, I like that. My mom has a friend whose first name is Marlene and her last name starts with an S. I wonder if that's my mom's friend. I just It must be. That's interesting. I'm really excited about our main story today. Should we get into it? I bet you are. (laughs) (laughs) I just realized why we're doing an episode on vampires because you're obsessed with true blood. I was like, oh, it all makes sense now. (laughs) This is such an alley choice. It's not even funny. Uh, Melissa, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about vampires. Hell yeah, baby. Vampires are creatures from folklore that subsist by feeding on the blood of the living. Most people associate vampires with Count Dracula, the blood-sucking subject of Bram Stoker's Dracula, which was published in 1897, but the history of vampires goes back long before that. Where did they come from? Why are people, especially Allie, obsessed (laughs) with them? What are modern vampires up to these days? Let's get, get into, into it. Vampires, the stuff of nightmares, legends, and myths. They are a cultural phenomenon these days. Vampires, children of the night, the undead. Do you drink what? Yes, I do. Okay, so here's the origin of vampires. Vampiric entities have been recorded in most cultures. The term vampire was popularized in Western Europe during the 18th century. Cultures such as the Mesopotamians, Hebrews, Ancient Greeks, Manipuri, and Romans had tales of demons and spirits, which are considered precursors to the modern vampires. But the folklore of the vampire originates almost exclusively from the 18th century southeastern Europe. Hmm. In most cases, vampires are spirits of evil beings, suicide victims, or witches, but they can also be created by a malevolent spirit possessing a corpse or being bitten by a vampire. Whoa. Belief in vampires became so popular that in some areas it caused mass hysteria. And horniness. And horniness. <laughs> mass horniness. <laughs> <laughs> and even public executions of people accused of being vampires. Oh, my God. Even government officials engaged in the hunting and staking of vampires. Mm. It's a real pandemic. Yeah. So the panic of vampires began with an outbreak of alleged vampire attacks in East Prussia in 1721, which is, what, 300 years ago? Girl, I don't know. If Let's not even do it. <laughs> One famous case, the first to be officially recorded, involved the corpse of Peter Blagojevich. God bless you. He, thank you. He died oh, at the God. age of 16. <laughs> 
Was that written in the doc? No. That was just I me, wish it, that was it, me it, ripping. It were. <laughs> we're just we're just improving it a little, you know. Big one style. <laughs> Hell yeah. He died at the age of 62, but allegedly returned after his death asking his son for food. Whoa. And when the son refused, he was found dead the following day. Uh-oh. So Blagojevich supposedly returned and attacked some neighbors who died from loss of blood. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. So in Slavic and Chinese traditions, any corpse that was jumped over by an animal, particularly a dog or cat, was feared to become a vampire. Interesting. A body with a wound that had not been treated with boiling water was also at risk. Weird. Yeah. Cultural practices became widely used to prevent a recently deceased loved one from turning into a vampire. Like, they would bury the corpse upside down, they would sever the tendons in the knees, or place poppy seeds or sand on the ground at the gravesite. They wanted to keep the vampire occupied, so they had to count all of the grains. That's interesting. Oh, we learned that with another, it was like something, another episode we did about how demons, you would put rice on the, rice on the, yeah, because demons can't cross the threshold where there's rice because they would have to count every grain or something. Yeah, because they have ADHD. Yeah. (laughs) So Chinese narratives say that if a vampire came across a sack of rice, it would have to count every grain. Yeah. So that's where that came from. Yeah. Okay. So what are some characteristics of vampires? Uh, The main characteristics of vampires is that obviously they drink human blood using sharp fangs, uh, killing their victims, and then if they want to, turning them into other vampires. They mostly hunt at night because sunlight weakens them. Some of them can morph into bats or wolves. They have super strength and often have a hypnotic, sensual effect on their victims. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) They can't see their reflection. They have no shadow and they have to be invited into a home in order to go in. So some of the vampire lore, where did the garlic stake through the heart um, and all those kinds of things come from? So the garlic, porphyria, it's called, or vampire disease, could be the reason for this. It can cause photosensitivity or skin blisters when exposed to sunlight, as well as receding gums. Garlic contains chemicals that exacerbate the symptoms of this disease. So I was reading that this disease, it's like a group of diseases that, like, if you have receding gums and your skin is, like, really light and sensitive, that's that's maybe a theory on where... Whoa. Vampires came from. Maybe, yeah. People having this disease, yeah. Stay through the heart. It's the most common method of destroying vampires in Slavic culture. Ash was the common wood used in Russia and the Baltic states. Aspen was also used as it was believed that Christ's cross was made from Aspen. Also, okay, we didn't plan this, but we're recording this episode on Easter where Jesus (laughs) is risen from the dead and then vampires are also people who are risen from the dead. It was not, we didn't plan it out this way, but makes sense. Sure we did it. <laughs> was Jesus, not to be, not to be controversial, but was Jesus a vampire? No. Oh my God. I don't think he was okay. because he didn't come back in the flesh to suck people's blood. Yeah, he didn't come back to life. Well, I don't know enough no, he, about it. He rose from the dead. He didn't. He didn't walk around. He rose from the dead. They went to his grave. They went to his tomb, and he wasn't there. Oh, 
Okay. Well, he went into he went into heaven. Is where he went. Oh, that's where he went. Okay. Piercing the skin of the chest was a uh, way of deflating a vampire. That's an interesting kissing. What was that? Kissing the skin of the chest. Yeah, pierce, piercing. Piercing. Wow. Pier- <laughs> Maria is all horned up. Pier- <laughs> piercing the skin of the chest was a way of deflating the vampire. This is similar to the practice of anti-vampire burial. We're burying a sharp object with the corpse so that they could penetrate the skin if the body bloats sufficiently while transforming into a spirit. That's gross. Strange. But also a great tactic in case the body bloats. It just... It just pierces But it. what's causing people to become vampires? We'll get to that. Okay. Or maybe we won't. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember. Okay. Vampires in the Bible. This is interesting. Okay, so legends date back at least 4,000 years to the ancient Assyrians and Babylonians of Mesopotamia. Mesopotamians feared Lamatsu, uh, who was a vicious demon goddess who preyed on humans. In Assyrian legend, Lamatsu, the daughter of the sky god Anu, would creep into a house at night and steal or kill babies, either in their cribs or in the womb. Oh, no. Yeah. Believers attributed some sudden infant death syndrome and miscarriage uh, to Lamatsu. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is that why they call it Lamaz? Oh. oh. <laughs> I wonder. Oh, weird. Maybe. Because it's it's doing breathing exercises maybe to fight against this demon. Oh, that's How do you Lamaz spell Lamaz? L-A-M-A-Z-E? That's doesn't sound right yeah no that is right but wow lamaz the other one is l-a-m-a-s dr fernand lamaz oh mm. well He's but the... still i like could, our theory you know. better maybe he was a vampire True. we don't know we don't know that was from how stuff works and then another vampire in the bible is lilith this is a legend from the 9th 10th century uh in a book called the alphabet of ben sirah it says the midrash explains this by saying that the first woman was created as man's equal and that she was called lilith so that even before Eve, oh. before Eve, Lilith was created and she was equal to Adam. The two first human beings argued because Lilith wanted to be on top during sex. <laughs> what? Yeah. And when Adam would not agree, claiming that she was lesser than him, she renounced God and renounced Adam and abandoned him at the Garden of Eden. Oh, damn. Yeah. So then Eve, so then where did Eve come from? So then God was like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll get you one more yeah. girl. Don't, don't, <clears throat> don't mess this up. Don't fret. Yeah. So then he, so then God made Eve out of Adam's rib so that she was like lesser than him. Damn. Oh, and that's why they call it Lil- Lilith Fair. Yeah. Is that why they call it Lilith Well, Fair? yeah, because they're saying they're equal to men because it's, like, yeah. all about feminism. Lilith was, like, the first, like, badass, like, woman who was, like, fuck you if you don't treat me equal. I'm getting out of here. Can I ask one more question? Yes. Is what Where did she go after she left the Garden of Eden? I'm about to tell you. Uh, <laughs> in the Talmud, Lilith becomes not only a spirit of darkness, but also a figure of uncontrolled sexuality. 
according to this website, My Jewish Learning, which is now my favorite website, (laughs) 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 the, the, the Zohar, which is a mystical work from the 12th century Spain, says that Lilith was not only the first wife of Adam, but was also the first wife of Satan. I mean, the Kabbalah, after, after Lilith leaves the Garden of Eden, she takes on cosmic power. She is uh, a chaotic counterpart to the divine feminine presence and the bride of the infinite. So allegedly, after she leaves the Garden of Eden, she goes out and like defames God and becomes the first, uh, she like marries Satan and becomes like a vampire, like the first vampire where allegedly she kills, she starts like killing, killing people. This is crazy because that means like Satan was like a feminist. Satan was like, yeah, yeah, be who you are. Yeah, babe. Wow. Satan is the (laughs) ultimate feminist. (laughs) Yeah. Satan is the ultimate feminist. Satan's a <laughs> and my Satan shirt on. Yeah, Satan. Oh yeah. Yeah, Satan is a feminist. That should be our new shirt. Satan is a feminist. Satan yeah, that's is a, a good feminist. shirt. That's a great shirt. <laughs> so Lilith's sexual spiritual link with the divine will only end when the Messiah comes and the brokenness of the world is mended. So apparently, the fight between or the inequality between men and women will only be fixed when the Messiah comes. Damn. Was Lilith a character in True Blood? Yeah, but I don't. I, I stopped watching oh. after the fourth season, so I don't really remember. After the okay. fourth season, <laughs> I stopped watching after the eighth season. I don't. I, I was really. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't that into it. But also, apparently, she started like killing children because I think I think like oh. God and a- God wanted she and Adam to have children, and like she was like, I'm not signing up for any of this bullshit. So then she like started killing kids or something. I don't know. Yeah, that makes Mm. sense. But long story short, Satan and Lilith are tight. That's That's kind of a cool couple. That's like a a Kurt and Courtney type. (laughs) Yes, like Bonnie and Clyde, Kurt and Courtney. uh, Yeah, like Jen and Brad. uh, Sid and Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) All of them. Yeah. Like Marie and Craig, like a Marie and Craig type. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so who is Dracula? It's thought that Bram Stoker named Count Dracula after Vlad Dracula, also known as Vlad the Impaler. So Vlad Dracula was born in Transylvania in 1428. He ruled Wallachia, Romania, off and on f- from 1456 to 1462. I thought Transylvania was a fake place until like a few years ago. Uh, same. I didn't know because it was always in like Looney Tunes or whatever. Or like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, this Vila the ruler, <laughs> Transyl- Transylvania, I want to suck your blood. Uh-huh. I should have got fangs for this episode. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Missed opportunity. So this Vilad, the Impaler guy, he earned his nickname because his favorite way to kill his enemies was to impale them on a wooden stake. Shit. And according to legend, Vilad Dracula enjoyed dining amidst his dying victims and dipping his bread in their blood. Ew. But that's very... This was a real guy? Yeah. In the blood of whose blood? His dying victims, people he would kill. He ruled Wallachia, Romania for about eight years. Was he hot? I didn't Google a picture of him. I'll Google it. 
Mm, he looks a little wormy. He looks a little wormy to me. Yeah. Well, there's no photograph because it was that long ago. But it was a painting. He has a really yeah. serious mustache. Yeah. I'm not so, so it's into it. thought that this guy was like the inspiration for Dracula because his name was Vlad Dracula. Yeah. And the blood thing came from him dipping his bread in the blood of his victims. Right. But Vlad was described as a demented psychopath, a sadist, a gruesome murderer, and a masochist. He's a bad dude. Yeah. And then there was Mercy Brown. She was, I believe, 19. She's from Rhode Island. And after a bunch of her family members, including herself, died in the late 1800s to tuberculosis, the community blamed Mercy for their deaths. Because at that time, it was common to blame several deaths in one family on the undead. So the bodies of each dead family member were often exhumed and searched for signs of vampirism. Whoa. When Mercy's body was exhumed and didn't display severe decay, which wasn't surprising because her body was placed in an above-ground vault during New England winter, the townspeople accused her of being a vampire and making her family sick. They're like, this girl is a vampire. Like, her body's not decaying. She's the one who killed her whole family. And they cut out her heart. They burned it. And then they fed the ashes to her sick brother. Oh. And then, not surprisingly, her brother died shortly thereafter. Oh so that's like God. a case of a real person in the 1800s that they thought was like a real vampire. Where was this? This was in Rhode Island. Oh, my God. Yeah, crazy. That's, like, not that long ago. No. It's right around the corner, you know? Yeah. So then there's... These are these are more famous vampires. Uh, so then there's the Highgate, va- the Highgate vampire. So in 1969, hordes of dead animals drained completely of all their blood and sporting neck wounds were found around Highgate Cemetery in London. People were convinced that it was a vampire, and grave robbers started digging up their graves, searching for the undead. Eventually, when nothing was found, the grave robbers stopped, as did randomly the animal drainings, and the cemetery started uh, closing itself at night. Jesus. Weird. Wait, wait that was 19... 19- 69? Yeah, that's like recently. Oh, God. That's like even closer than the 1800s. Yeah, that's correct. Good job, Maria. Next is Sava Sava Savanovic. Sava Savanovic was a Serbian vampire who lived in a mill and fed on travelers who approached the mill after dark. And uh, even today, the mayor of the town issued a statement um, about vampires. So this Sava Savanovic was a vampire in 1725. But the mayor today has issued a statement saying that like a vampire is loose in the town and like everyone needs to be careful. <laughs> uh, this is via, that's crazy. Yeah, they like firmly believe in this. Uh, this is the wow. oddity. Wow. What? A squirrel. A squirrel is so, so close to my window. I just never seen like, Wow. Okay, so <laughs> maybe it's a vampire squirrel. <laughs> it's just it's being, coming to suck your blood. I just gotta take a pic real quick. It's just being so cute. <laughs> oh, it's gone. Okay, so uh, this is via Oddity Central. People of Zaroji Village, where the mill is located, actually believe that their local vampire is real. 
They have no problem living near it as Sivanovic hasn't hurt any of them for centuries. But now that his home has collapsed, the mill is no longer there. They fear that he might take revenge on them. People are worried. Everyone knows the legend of this vampire and the thought that he is now homeless and looking for somewhere else and possibly other victims is terrifying to people. We are all frightened. Mayor Miodrag Vujevic told the press. <laughs> so he's like legit scared. Oh, God. However, I think that they're using this as like a tourist uh, ploy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, then there's uh, Hure Grando from Istria, Croatia, who died in 1656. He allegedly would knock on people's doors at night and mysteriously whoever's door he knocked on would die. Uh, the police mm. labeled him a strigon, which is Croatian for vampire. And um, Grando is important uh, because he is the first man in folklore to officially be labeled a vampire by, like, the police. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, so Elizabeth Bathory from 1560... She was labeled by the Guinness World Records as the most prolific female murderer. She was called the Blood Countess. Whoa. I, That's crazy yeah. to be in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most prolific female murderer of all time. What's her name again? Elizabeth Bathory. She would, she would torture and kill young maidens and then bathe in their blood to try to stay young. Oh, my God. Damn. Yeah. She's... Ew, She's she, creepy torture, as hell looking too. Would range from simple beatings and stabbings to piercing fingers and lips with iron nails or dousing them in freezing cold water and letting them die in the snow. Yeah. That's cool as shit. We should do a mini episode on her. Yeah. We should look at Guinness Book of World Records and see like who's crazy. Like weird shit. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. So there are... A lot of people who claim to be vampires who have also committed murders. Mm. The first one I found is a guy named Rod Farrell. He was convinced that he was a 500-year-old vampire living in a 16-year-old boy's body. Oof. He called himself Visago, which is a character he created for himself after becoming obsessed with this role-playing game called Vampire the Masquerade. Boy. So growing up, his mom had a fascination with vampire culture, and she's the one who introduced him to the world of the undead by playing vampire video games, oh, reading God. vampire books, and watching vampire movies. His mom was probably so horny and from the Midwest oh, or something. Yeah. <laughs> he started cutting himself and sucking his own blood. Oh. At 15, he became the leader of his own small cult of teenagers. That were partaking oh in vampire rituals. They fed on each other's That's blood sick. in the belief that it was the elixir of life and love. I'm sorry, but like, think of going to high school with those people. You probably Yeah, they did. were like the... Yeah, I know. There uh, were some weird people in my high school that were for sure thought they were vampires. Do you think that people like that deserve to get bullied? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to... I'm gonna say no out loud, but shake my head yes in the Zoom. I think I think they do deserve to get bullied. I mean, that's yeah. just what a nerd. Their pale faces. Yeah. Oh. So this kid Rod, 
he initiated his friend Heather into his vampire cult at a cemetery. Oh, no. They cut each other and they sucked their blood. Ew. So this girl Heather mentioned that her dad was abusive. So Rod and his friend Scott went to her house to kill her dad. Oh, my God. So Rod killed him with a crowbar while he was sleeping on the couch. And then he killed her mother as well. So in 1998, he pleaded guilty. He became the youngest person in the United States on death row. Wow. But his sentence was later changed to life without parole because he was tried as like a 16-year-old. And also because he's he'll live forever. So that's the biggest <laughs> punishment of all. Right. So then, that's true. Yeah, if you're a vampire, you got to get life. Yeah, how do you how do you kill a vampire on death row? They would have to stake him. Yeah. <laughs> Vampires on death. Now that's something to think about. Uh, <laughs> but then in 2016, the US Supreme Court ruled that all juvenile killers with automatic life sentences must be resentenced. Huh. So this means that after oh. 20 years behind bars, Rod Farrell could be let go. Do you think he's related to Will Farrell? It's possible. Hmm. So I looked him up. I was like, oh, is he? Because it was 1998. 20 years was 2018. So I looked it up. And as of February 2020, he's still in jail. But his lawyers argued that he should be released on parole but nothing has come from that yet. So there's still, he could be released. Uh, and then there's this guy named Richard Trenton Chase. He, who is, you guys should Google him because he is hot. He looks like a vampire. Yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. 
I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at The Alarmist. And that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Alarmist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Alarmist. He's got that vampire face. I don't know what that means. But he's the vampire of Sacramento. You're out of your mind. You don't think he's, <laughs> he's so hot. He's got nice hair. He is so hot. I'm going to put so him he as my killed, zoom background. Yeah, put as your Zoom background. He killed and mutilated the bodies of six victims in Sacramento in the late 70s. He drank the blood of his victims after he killed them. He also tried to inject himself with rabbit blood. That's so weird. But he ended up being diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Well, that didn't work. So he was sentenced to life in prison. And his fellow inmates who were like intimidated by him and they were like, oh, he's violent and crazy. They um, tried to persuade him to commit suicide. Oh, my God. And eventually he did. In 1980, he saved up his medication. He took it all at once. Well, so then he wasn't a legit vampire, but he did like blood. No. I feel like all these people, these murderers who say they're vampires are mostly mentally ill. They just, Murder. They're just murderers and like being a vampire was like. Who like blood. Um, then, then there's Daniel and uh, Manuela Ruda. A German couple uh, believed Satan told them to end their friend's life. They were self-proclaimed Satanists and vampires. Married on the sixth day of the sixth month to signify the number of the beast. Ooh. Manuela sometimes slept in a coffin. She also had That's her cool. teeth removed <laughs> and animal fangs implanted <gasps> in their place. That's crazy. No. Their first forays into blood drinking took place with consensual volunteers at gatherings they attended in England and Scotland, often held in cemeteries or in old ruined buildings. They say, they said, they said, <laughs> they said, <laughs> they said Satan told them to kill their friend. They stabbed him 66 times, carved a pentagram in his stomach and drank his blood. In 2002, they were both sentenced to psychiatric hospitals. Uh, yeah. Daniel for 15 years, Manuela for 13. They were both freed in 2017. Manuela was given a new identity. Yeah, I don't know what Daniel's up to, but they are out yeah. in the world. Weird. So then, friend of the pod, David Ferrier. Um, how, is that how, how do you pronounce his last name? I think it's Ferrier. Ferrier. Whatever, you know. Yeah, he, he's cool. Um, in Dark Tourist, he actually goes and um, interviews some people like current day vampires. Yeah. And he also gets his own set of fangs at a fangsmith. Who is yeah, someone, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, who is someone who <laughs> makes uh, fangs for you. <laughs> so he goes to New Orleans and he like visits like a, a clan of vampires. And it's this guy. Well, he visits two different groups of vampires. One who it's like definitely a sexual thing where they like. Yeah. 
they have that one kid there who's like, he looks really young, like a boy they're like initiating. Yeah, it's weird. Like there's yeah. one who's like this couple and they're married and then they like take blood from this woman with like huge boobs. Yeah. <laughs> they like prick her finger and then they like kind of take the blood, but then they're mostly making out. And I'm like, this is a sex thing for you. <laughs> it feels like a lot of modern vampires. It's all very sexual. Yeah, it's like a sex thing. Um, yeah. And then the other group is like a group of vampires who all live together in this house. And it's like a very diverse group of people. And um, this guy is like, I took vitamin B shots, I tried to be gluten free, I took a lot of medication, and nothing worked for my lethargy, uh, except for drinking blood of this 18 year old boy. So he had an iron deficiency is what he said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, is that? Would that help your iron defi- if you drink blood? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Interesting. I should try that. Maria, you should get in touch with him. So he would probably let him know that there's an easier way, that there's yeah, a pill. An easier, softer way. So he would just like he would cut the back of this young boy. He looked young. And yeah. then just like suck his blood a little bit and then like bandage it. He wasn't going crazy and this guy was willing. Um, but it was pretty so strange. Weird. So According to the National Post, vampires are real, and over 5,000 of them exist in the United States today. Uh, Discover magazine says current vampires need blood, human or animal, or psychic energy from donors in order to feel healthy. So, no, they don't live forever, they don't have special powers, but they adopt some of the superficial lore like coming out mostly at night, and they do drink the blood of other humans, claiming it gives them vital strength and health. Some claim that they are even unhealthy without it. Many state that if they don't feed regularly, they become agitated or depressed. Apparently, <laughs> so rare. They're addicted to blood. Yeah. Um, apparently, vampires operate differently in every state. In New Orleans, for example, uh, several vampires might live together in what they call a vampire house and report to a head vampire or vampire elder. Many vampires... Head vampire? Yeah, so <laughs> weird. Um, most vampires today require that whomever they are feeding on conduct routine medical testing so as not to contract any diseases, um, you know, like... Well, at least they're being safe. Yeah, it's just so weird. That would yeah, be to like go through the trouble. Scary. Yeah, I mean, like not to kink shame, but it's just bizarre. Like, is it a kink? That's a good question. Is this yeah. just a kink? Oh, y- yes. Well, so there's this uh, this vampire court of Austin that I was reading about, like a modern day vampire group. This is a group of sixty awakened vampires, sixty ish in Austin. Every month they meet at their private club that's a fetish venue about oh. 15 minutes from Central Austin where they hold official meetings before having drinks or doing a little BDSM on their sex floor. Whoa. What's a fetish room? What a fetish What a what fetish is a club? club? Yeah, what's a fetish it's club? It's just a Club where you do like BDSM and fetishes. You go and, and there's like certain rooms for certain things. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I believe so. And then Fun. you just do horny stuff. You do horny <laughs> stuff. 
So these people in this vampire court, they believe that if they do not feed on blood or if they spend too too much time in the sun, they will become ill or even die. So the founders is this couple. They have a polyamorous relationship. And the husband has girlfriends whose blood he drinks. And so this interview in The Sun uh, talks to the founders and the guy says, they ask, so what is a typical day like for a polyamorous Texan vampire king? Logan says that he wakes up at about 6 p.m., just as the sun is about to set. He says, I'll eat breakfast and I'll go out and I'll check on my horses, goats, and my wolves. Then I'll do all the different things that I have to do for my business. I mostly work online or in a physical nightclub location or at my fetish club. If it's a weekend or an event night, I'll go out usually in all black, tailored three-piece three-piece suit, and then I'll go out and I'll have a good time and I'll make sure all my friends are having a good time. If there's no event, I'll go off with Daly, which is his wife, and we'll go to lunch, watch a movie, or I'll go off with Ilona, which is his girlfriend, and we'll play video games. We're big comic book nerds and big video game nerds. <laughs> Occasionally, we'll go out on our own on a night when we're feeling a little frisky. Maybe we'll go find some prey, as it were. Whether that's just some cute young thing, male or female, any which way. We like traveling a lot. We go to Denver, New Orleans, LA, Hawaii, Romania. To be honest, my day is probably just like anybody else's, except for sometimes I might be having a little more fun than them. Weirdo. So these, this vampire cult is more like a, that's more like a fetish yeah. vampire thing. That's I'm, stuff. I'm reading on Huffington Post about... Uh-oh. Um, (laughs) there's lifestyler vampires they spell vampire with a y v-a-m-p-y-r-e and they are individuals who find empowerment in the archetype of the vampire mythology in real world so they can be full-time and their involvement ranges from dressing up as vampires to having a vampire philosophy to having a life path as a vampire and sometimes it's they see it as a, a lifestyle choice, not just a game, but they're different from role playing vampires. So there's like the lifestyle or vampires oh, and then the role players. And that's they take on the role of vampires pretending to be humans. And so then oh. they can like they go to conventions and stuff. And then there are black swans. Like Natalie Portman. Yeah. <laughs> and black swans are friends, lovers, supporters, and those who understand the vampire culture yet do not identify fully as a vampire. So that would be like a, like a, what's her name from, from Twilight? Chris, what's Chris her Stewart. Yeah. She would be like a, a black swan because she's like, I'm not one of you yet, but I kind of like dig what you guys are up to. And maybe they feed on the black swan. It, they could for sure. And then there's a living vampire. And those are one step deeper than lifestylers or living vampires. Sorry, that's one step deeper than a lifestyler. They focus on living. The focus of living vamp- vampirism is the quest for immortality be it through technology, oh. creating a legacy of their name or works, or spiritual. Oh, wow. So they just want to live forever. I'm kind of into that. Yeah. And then there are psychic vampires. Yeah. But there's just so many different kinds of vampires. Sorry, there's just san- sanguinarians or sanguines are individuals 
who identify with the need to drink human blood to balance or replenish their physical, spiritual, or mental oh, health to wow. get their life force energy. So they, those are, that's so crazy. That's like who David Ferrier visited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then there's hybrids. Like a Prius. Yeah. <laughs> a Tesla. <laughs> but penguin and psychic vampires. But this guy, this physics professor at the University of Central Florida wrote this paper saying that it's mathematically impossible for vampires to exist based on geometric progression. According to the paper, if the first vampire had appeared on January 1st, 1600, and fed once a month, every victim turned into a vampire, then within two and a half years, the entire human population of the time would have become vampires. Does everyone turn into a vampire, though? Isn't it sometimes they just die? Yeah, I think sometimes you just drain them to death. Like, I think it's a choice. Right. Yeah. In movies and TV, they they have to dra- they have to take their blood and then the vamp the existing vampire has to give the guy some of their blood. Isn't it in the interview with the vampire isn't Kirsten Dunst like kill me or something like that because she was made a vampire when she was really young? Yeah, and she has to be Am I making that up. She has to be young forever. But she doesn't want that anymore, so she's like Yeah. There's also a My Strange Addiction episode about a woman who drinks blood. Yeah. And it's, I, I actually can't watch it. It grosses me out so much. And she also doesn't check to see if the blood is healthy. So she like might get a disease. I don't, it's so gross. She drinks so much blood. She just has like a container of it. And it shows her like she's drinking it with the, she's with a spoon or she's, she drinks it all day long. Like, like animal soup. blood. Yeah. Yeah. Like soup. It's just. Disgusting. Oh, it's so gross. It, it, all those people in My Strange Addiction, every time they end up going to the doctor, though, they're like always fine. I know. That's what's so weird. Like, there's this one woman who was like eating a part of her couch. Yeah. Like, the stuffing in the couch. And they're like, the doctor's like, yeah, you should stop doing this, but like everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like every time they get an x ray and they've been eating like cement for 30 years, they're like, <laughs> it's uh, fine. Everything looks good, but like you probably should yeah. stop. Okay, so why are women attracted to vampires? Uh, Across cultures, women tend to prefer men with resources and men able to protect them and their potential offspring. As it turns out, vampires often represent exaggerated versions of the features women find attractive in real life. Mm. First off, immortality. Research often research on mate preferences shows that women are attracted to men uh, about their own age, but they often marry older. Uh, being old and wrinkled is itself not attractive, but might uh, be a cue to accumulated wealth. So vampires have the advantage of being able to live forever, accumulating wealth and resources, but still being able to look young and hot. Mm-hmm. Then there's formidability. Uh, beyond material wealth, women are also attracted to features that could help their mate protect them and their future offspring. So with their supernatural strength, uh, wisdom, ability to withstand any physical attack, etc., that might be attractive. They also like the nightlife. Vampires' active hours (laughs) all occur after dark, which is the best time to seduce women. Also, like, I think it's just because they seem super romantic. Like, I feel like they're super charming. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's one of the main reasons is that they're like charming and 
they just know how to like caress. Yeah. You know, they're always like caressing like the in the nape of the neck and they're always going they're they're oh, yeah. you know, because they're trying to seduce. Yeah, right. so they can get your blood. And the neck is an erogenous zone. Right. And they know that. And they and they they, they know. know. They, they, they know take advantage doing. of that. <laughs> the, they the, know what they're doing. All the arteries are in like erogenous zones, like your neck and then near your vajage, like on your thigh. That's why death is so sexy. <laughs> on that note, um, <laughs> if you are if you are a vampire. <laughs> Let us know. Or if you've tasted blood or Ooh, if you have you tasted blood or if you like know someone who thinks they're a vampire or you went to high school with like a group of people <laughs> who are vampires. <laughs> let us know. Melissa, where can people reach us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at webcrawlerspod or we're on Reddit and we're on Facebook. And uh, don't forget that Satan is a feminist. Satan's a feminist. The original feminist. Satan is the original feminist. Satan the original feminist. Satan the original feminist. I'm Alex Siegel. (laughs) I'm Melissa Stettin. And I'm Maria Blasucci. (laughs) Blasucci. Blasucci. Bye. Bye. Original. Powered by ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.